Episode 12. Do you know someone who would be a great guest on the Telltale Fisherman? If so, go to tell.fish slash guest and recommend them for the show. We won't bug them. We'll just give them the chance to share the story of their lifetime and become a fishing legend. Visit tell.fish slash guest. Welcome to the Telltale Fisherman Podcast, where avid anglers share the story of their best fishing day ever to inspire yours. Now it's time for another epic adventure. So here's your host, John Woodson. Welcome to the show. Today's guest is Jason Gooden. Hi, Jason. Hello. Now, you are coming to us from Missouri, correct? Yeah, that's right. Uh, We live in Columbia, Missouri. Um, I'm actually from Kansas originally. My wife is from uh, southern Mississippi, but we've been living here uh, for about the last 10 years. Mm -hmm. Now, do you do much fishing there? Yeah, so um of course freshwater up here, so um bass and crappie, um catfish with the Missouri River goes through kind of the edge of our, our city, so there's you know, some river fishing there, but we have a lot of um small like no wake lakes in this area that are really good and, and I, I predominantly kayak fish mm-hmm. and so it it's uh, very well suited to that um as well. And then, and I'm fortunate enough, I have um, some acreage and a pond in my uh, my backyard that's stocked. And so it's nice. Sometimes after work, I can just go out there uh, for a few minutes and just throw a line in, you know, kind of, um, you know, break the stress of the day and just uh, enjoy a little bit of wind down time. Uh, and, you know, it's a good opportunity. Also, I've got some small kids, so it's kind of a good opportunity to introduce them to fishing uh, as well. So. Absolutely. I, I, I like to call it a plan B. It's always good to have another place to go fish when, yeah. when uh, yeah. Yeah. one of them right. you can't get to or, uh, it's, you know, the time, timing is not right for it. And that's one thing we're kind of blessed with here in uh, Florida anyway, where I am. Uh, there's there's always another good place to go fish. But, um, well, so you mentioned uh, kayak angling. Uh, that's that's something that I've gotten into recently as well. Talk a little bit about that and, you know, how you got into it. Yeah, so um, I think I've been kayak fishing pretty regularly as my main kind of platform for fishing for five or six years now. Mm-hmm. Um, I started going down to um, Grand Isle, Louisiana with my um, wife. Um, which is just this little like eight mile island um, south, kind of southwest of New Orleans. About a you know again about ten years ago, and I uh, met a fishing guide uh, there, uh, Danny Ray, and uh, he he mostly fishes from the boat, but he does do some kayak fishing, and and he's kind of like this uh, hippie you know hippie fisherman, and he was like, hey dude, uh, he's like, hey dude, he's like. Uh, He's like, you ever kayak fish? And I'm like, well, I've kayak fished a few times. He's like, man, there's this guy coming in from Alabama tomorrow. He's like, you want to go? Uh, you want to go paddle out? He's like, wants to take some pictures and uh, write a story. He's like, let's go, let's go catch some redfish. And so, you know, we go out there, and he kind of teaches me, you know, some of the art of, uh, you know, sight fishing in skinny water. And uh, and after that, you know, like a 
few, uh, you know, big old redfish and, you know, a foot or two of water or screaming reels. And after that, I was, I was hooked. So this was like, yeah, five, six years ago. So after that, then I went, I, I went and then started looking up kayaks and, you know, all the different kinds. And so I settled on, I, I bought a, a Hobie, mm-hmm. you know, with the, it's got the Mirage drive. So like the, the foot pedals. And so I set that all up with my, you know, I've got my rod holders only. I got my fish finder, I got my fish bag. And so it's really, you know, really well suited for shallow water. Um, you know, even I fish some, some in the, in like what I would consider to be like the uh, bay and inshore. Uh, I've not ventured out to the deep blue yet. That's, that's on kind of my bucket list. Um, oh, yeah. I'll, I'll do that. Yeah, I'll do that and go after some bigger, bigger plagics and stuff in it. But, uh, but it's really well suited to that. So the, uh, the way, the way that I kind of go about fishing is a, is a, it's kind of half about the fishing for me and like half about the exploring uh, and some about the preparation. And so since I live, like since I live out of state, like specifically to Louisiana, I use Google maps a lot um, to try to kind of pinpoint areas that I think will probably be, you know, good water to, to fish and explore. Right. Um, I try to, you know, I always try to find a piece of water that has decent, um, like, channel going into it. So, so it's something that's going to cause, um, you know, some water flow. So Louisiana is, I think a little different than Florida cause they have, um, they only have like an hour of slack tide. And other than that, it's always a, a rising tide or a falling tide. And although the tide will vary, we only have an hour of slack tide. And so, hmm. um, as long as you have some water movement, uh, typically, you know, the fish will always, you know, be biting, whether that's in the morning or, or in the evening. The only time it seems to slack off is when it gets really hot during the day, in like the midsummer months. So you, you found the slack tide is, is definitely the off time for the bite there? Yeah, yeah. So that, that hour of like slack tide usually is going to be slow. You, you know, you can always induce fish, like redfish especially, you can always induce them to, to feed. But at least in my opinion, it's so much, it's easier fishing if you find the fish that are wanting to feed or the, the aggressive fish. I mean, especially like if you're sight fishing, um, it's just, it's easier, I think, to catch them when they're in the feeding mood um, as opposed to inducing them. You, you can get reaction bites all the time, um, but it's just, I think when you have water movement, that bait's being pushed through, um, the fish tend to, you know, be more active. Yeah, they're turned on for sure. Yeah. Yeah, nothing more frustrating than watching the fish swim by your lure and um, just turn <laughs> yeah, their nose right. and swim away. I've I've had plenty of right, those experiences yeah. for sure. Oh, so, yeah, yeah. so is the um, the story you're going to share with us today from uh, Louisiana kayak fishing? It is. Yeah, it is from uh, it is from Louisiana. So when we get back, Jason is going to share an epic Louisiana red fishing story. Stay tuned. An anchor stick for kayaks and small boats is a great asset to have on board when you want to stop and fish an area, or when you want to get out and wade. When the wind is honking, and you are fishing over hard bottom in your kayak, canoe, or other small boat, a great anchor pole that can keep you planted is a must. Check out the one we like at tell.fish gear in your web browser. All right, we are back with Jason Gooden, and uh, I'm I'm getting excited here because uh, I've heard some epic Louisiana redfishing uh, tales before, and and I have a feeling there's another one coming here. 
All right. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I had a hard time kind of narrowing it down because, I mean, there's so many fun kind of things that happen. You just never know, especially like when you're in a kayak, everything's right in your lap. I mean, that's part of part of what I like about it. Um, you're right down on the water. It's kind of dirty, but there's a, um, uh, extreme kayak tournament that's called ride the bull. Um, that's based out of grand Isle and it, um, it's been going on now, I think maybe eight, nine years and it's uh, a kayak or stand up like paddleboard. You can have canoes, but nothing with any motors. And, and it's okay. actually become the, um, largest kayak fishing tournament in the world. Really? So I've, I've been fit. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. It's kind of like a, you know, I mean, kayakers, it's just a very fun kind of thing, you know, the band the night before and, and shrimp boil and things. So they have a GoPro like film festival, so um, this is like on a Friday. So on Saturday, there's like a shotgun start from the marina. And you've got like, I think the last couple of years I've been fishing, there's been somewhere between like 700 and 750 kayakers, you know, going at it. So kind of like all launch at the same time. And all from the same place, huh? All from the same place. Yeah, all from the same marina. And then there's boundaries for fishing. So this is like in a, in a, a pass. It's maybe a, a about three quarter mile wide wide pass and like two mile long. So you've got seven hundred plus anglers in this area. It's really colorful. It's you know a lot of camaraderie with that. And but you're only fishing for um, one species, and that's that's bull red. So um, that's a, a redfish that's twenty seven inches or longer in length. Right. Um, it's a cool tournament because it's catch and release, and so they have it set up so that there's support boats. So once a person lands a fish. The support boat will come over, grab the you know grab the fish from it, re- revive it. They take it to the marina, they measure it, they weigh it. There's um, wildlife and fisheries there, and so they get to do all their like measure scientific measurements, like age, you know, kind of get an idea of what the fishery looks like, and then the fish are all released in good health. Oh, that's great. Yeah, yeah. So so it's a, it's an awesome tournament. So. Um, so two years ago I was fishing this, um, tournament. It wasn't my first year fishing, but, um, two years ago I was fishing and then again, the tournament starts at seven and, you know, I put a little bit of preparation into it. Um, some of, I mean, this, it's a fun tournament. There's a lot of luck, a little bit of skill, but a lot of luck, you know, are you in the right spot when the fish come through? Um, but I, I've put out crab traps the night before, um, and I caught a bunch of, um, blue crabs. And so I was using, on one rig, I was using uh, live blue crab. And on the other one, I was using, like, frozen cut mullet. And that would be that would be the commonest bait that people would be using in this tournament. And so this is, like, 7.38 in the morning. So the tournament just started. I paddled out to a spot kind of off this little, this little island in the area that we can fish. And it goes from, like, 6 feet down to 16 feet. And there was some current moving through there. And so I thought, well you know, maybe there's some bait fish kind of being pushed up against the edge here and there's good water movement. So I anchored in like 16 feet of water with my bow kind of down, downstream and, uh, put my blue crab on. So what I do is I pull off the, like the front claws so they can't pitch and then I hook them through the back leg and through the body so they can still move really well. Yep. Um, and I put it down and I think I was probably just soaking everything for like maybe five, 10 minutes. And, you know, all of a sudden it's like, you know, oh man, you love, love to hear that sound. And absolutely my rod's bent over and it, you know, it's cool because like you're not right next to people, but you're close enough that like when somebody hooks onto a fish, 
you know, everybody knows. And so I, I let go, you know, let go of my anchor and it's got a buoy on it. And, and at that point then, you know, the fish is just kind of, it tells you where you're going to go. I mean, you can paddle some, but basically you're getting, you're getting a, uh, I call it a Cajun uh, sled ride or sleigh ride. Yeah. <laughs> and so, and so, you know, this thing just pulls me for like, I, I mean, I would guess it pulled me for like a quarter mile and it's making runs and I'm like, well, that's a good fish. You know, I don't know how big it's going to be, but I'm like, it's a good fish. And, and so it's pulling me around and people are like cheering, you know, and, they're calling over the support boats. And so by the time, you know, I finally kind of get it close, there's a, you know, a couple bay boats that are in the general, you know, vicinity to give me a hand once I get it into the kayak. And uh, at the very, at the very end, I still don't know, you know, what I have not seen it yet. Uh, I'm getting, I get pulled into another guy's uh, uh, anchor. Oh. And so I can feel, you know, I can feel this. And so now, yo, man, I'm, I'm freaking out. I'm going, oh no, I've got this huge fish on there, you know, and, and now I'm like hooked on his anchor. And, and so he's like, you know, gently trying to pull his anchor up. And so it was, it was kind of like, you know, a, a little chaotic there. <laughs> Finally kind of get the anchor out of the way. And I pull, you know, pulled up and, and net it. And I've got a huge, uh, it's like a 28, 29 pound uh, bull red sitting there flopping in my lap. And it's just beautiful, you know, beautiful orange you know, redfish. And, wow. and so the, uh, the support boat came over and, uh, got it from me, got a quick picture and, and took it up to the, uh, marina and got it revived. And, and then it's kind of cool. Cause it's like on Facebook and Instagram, then they post the leaderboard and it was so early in the morning. I, I think I started out, I was in third place. And by the end of the day, I was in seventh place, but still that was great. And, you know, a guy from Missouri, uh, fishing a bunch against the, against a bunch of guys that, you know, fish down the coast all the time is pretty sweet. And oh, yeah. I got a low ransom and a little bit of cash out of the deal and just, you know, just really, really fun kind of a experience to get to do that. So I've kind of made it an annual thing now, uh, go down and, uh, I took my neighbor down and fished it with me last year. And this next year, my wife's going to go down and, and fish it with me. And then it's just, uh, just a, you know, cool thing to catch fish like that. And then not only that, but then they get released and go on. Those are, you know, typically the fish that will be the, um, when they are that big, they're the ones that are the spawners and keep the, keep the cycle going. So. Right. Right. Yeah. So it, so this was, this was on the blue crab that you caught that fish, right? This was on the blue, this was on the live blue crab. Yeah. This was on the live blue crab. You broke out the secret weapon there. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, I had read, you know, I had read some like old timers and stuff use that. They use a lot of crack, like crack crabs down those. So they'll do yep. the same kind of thing, but Split they'll do them in like half, right? a crab on a half shell yep. kind of thing. Yeah. So I was like, I wasn't sure how it was going to go. Um, they like the molten crabs too, but I, I didn't caught it. I didn't, you know, I don't know. I don't think it was the time for a year for them to do that. Mm-hmm. And so anyways, I caught it on the, yeah, I caught it on the live blue crab. It was like the secret, you know, I had like six 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 little blue crabs stuffed in a bait bucket you know and, yeah and paddled out to my spot and, and lo and behold that's what they wanted that morning so yeah and it's amazing when you look down their throat and you see those rows of it almost looks like teeth but those crushers that they use yeah the crushers those crabs. very powerful yeah i mean when you when you see a crab with its claws on it you're you're thinking how in the world can anything ever swallow this but <laughs> yep. it's, those redfish are just amazing and their ability to do that. Wow. So did, did you get any other bites the rest of the day or? 
Um, that, no, that was the, uh, the rest of the day was like catfish, you know, hard heads, things like <laughs> yeah. that. And, and that's kind of how this tournament goes. Cause usually there's a, you know, there's a population of redfish that will, that will live in this area year round. Mm-hmm. But in the late August, like early September, you know, they'll, they, um, school up into the Bay, you know, kind of the Bay area for their spawn annual spawn. And so, you're catching fish kind of coming through and usually they'll come through in a school once, you know, once or twice, it's like a eight hour turn, a seven, eight hour tournament. They'll come through once or twice. And when that happens, there may be 40, 50 fish caught in a very small window. And, you know, those, those support boats are real busy Oh yeah, uh, at that time. And so usually like first thing in the morning and then usually kind of there's another run in the mid kind of mid afternoon, right before the thing ends where there'll be usually kind of a run, uh, fish that kind of come through. So it's, this is really cool. Um, you know, last year I had a kid and his dad, they were fishing a, uh, uh, a tandem kayak, mm-hmm. maybe 20 yards in front of me. And I got to see a young, you know, probably eight, nine year old boy with his dad behind him, cheering him on, bringing in a nice red fish. So it's just really, you know, really cool. Oh yeah. Experience. So yeah, then that, that tournament sounds like it's a lot of fun. Maybe I'm going to grab my kayak and meet you out there one year. Yeah, yeah, you should. Yeah, you should. It's, 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 it's nice. I mean, it's low key, and again, it's it's as much about uh, luck as it is about skill. But you meet, you know, you meet some fun people, and uh, you know, so it's kind of like a gathering of friends every year. You know, after you kind of go and see a bunch of the same people year after year. Wow, well, that that sounds like a lot of fun, and uh, really glad you you shared that story with us. Thanks for coming on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me, John. Appreciate it. After the show, please go to tell.fish to sign up for our email newsletter. You will get the inside scoop on new guests and contests before everyone else. We can't wait to welcome you aboard. This has been the Telltale Fisherman Podcast. Thanks for sharing another great tale with us. Be sure to check out the show notes page for more info on today's show and the gear we talked about. Keep those lines tight and we'll catch you next time right here on the Telltale Fisherman Podcast.